Welcome to another episode of The Remnant Call, and I'm excited tonight for our guest, and I'm going to have him on the program here, And uh, but just with that, a few reminders. Um, I've mentioned in the past about my cousin David, and I've, I've been trying to get him to get on the program here with me. Um, he's uh, supposed to get a microphone from my dad, but uh, the devil has tried to come against him and discourage him but david is not allowing it and i just pray that you would keep david in your prayers keep my daughter uh and sarah and her in your prayers as she is returning back on monday from missionary work in mexico uh, 18 years old there are a bunch of kids down there they're they're just working for the lord and and i as a parent couldn't be more proud um and I, I tell you, I wasn't excited about going to Mexico with all the things, but you know what? If she's, if she's serving the Lord, it's his job to take care of her. It's not mine. And so I just pray that you would remember them in prayer um, as they are returning back and, and David too, especially and, and, and all your family folks, we care. Uh, we love you and, and we're all in this together. And uh, so with that, I'm going to bring on though, tonight, our, our special guest, friend of the program, and that is Brother Jamie Walden. Jamie, are you here with me? Yeah, I'm here, Brother. Thanks for having me on again. Amen. Glad you're here. And, and Brother, uh, folks, I'm not, I don't need to introduce him again. You, you know him, Jamie Walden with Omega Dynamics.org. Um, I believe it's .org, right? Correct? Yeah, it's .org. Yeah, it's Omega Dynamics.org. Uh, this guy's done everything um, besides being a Marine, which... Um, means he's it's extra special to my heart <laughs> uh there there's a reason they called it a band of brothers yeah um, that's for sure we're not like the other branches we never have been i don't know about today i don't know what's going on anymore but when i was in there was there was a faithfulness and a camaraderie of what it meant to hold someone else's life in your hand and to know that you um were there fighting for the same team and there was a reason why the Marines had the saying, no one goes home till we all go home because we were the only branch that would go back into the heat of battle to bring all the dead off the battlefield. And we didn't leave without them. And uh, I always appreciated that about the Marine Corps. And uh, so, brother, um, glad you're here with us tonight. And I, we've got some fun things to talk about. Uh, we, we, we've got a, we, we, Jamie and I get into this uh, issues of we talked so much before the program at the time we we forget to hit record. And uh, so one day we <laughs> talked about we need to get together and have a have a conference called before the mic starts. And yeah, uh, we we usually end up talking for about an hour before we hit record. I'm going, man, we should just hit record. We should just hit record. <laughs> we say it the whole time we're talking. <laughs> so praise God for that, brother, though. I'm going to ask that you would just open this show up with a word of prayer as we get started here. Uh, Absolutely. Let's pray. Lord, we just come before you, God, in, in humility and contrition, and we tremble at, at your word, Lord. And we know that um, though heaven and earth will pass away, your word will never pass away. And we praise you, God, that you have not left us in our own power and our own strength and our own understanding, but you've given us 
not only your word, Lord, but your very near presence, God. And I know that that's our great reward is your presence, just like it was for, for the Levites, Lord. They didn't want an allotment of land. They didn't get the allotment of the things of the world like all the other tribes, but your very presence was their allotment. And we Amen. just praise you for your word and for your spirit to guide us and direct us. Lord, I know that I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips, but I know that the coal from your altar that has the the blood of the lamb that was sacrificed on it, Lord, that can touch my lips and remove it all. So I just pray for uh, your spirit to be at work here tonight as we work through um, some of the prescient issues that are going on, but that in all of it, Lord, your name would be magnified and exalted, not what the powers of darkness are doing, not what the world around us is doing, not in the the failings or even the weakness of our own flesh from the day or from the week or from the life leading up to this point, but uh, that you, Christ Jesus, and your sufficiency in all things and your supremacy in all things would be what we magnify. Amen. So I just thank you for the opportunity and for the freedom that you've allowed us to enjoy one more day. Every day is a blessing from you, God, in this crooked and perverse and wicked nation and this wicked generation. Every day is such a supernatural blessing from on high, Lord, that should be maximized with intentionality to seek your face while it may be found and and to glorify you even with our joy and our thanksgiving and our rejoicing and our relationships with our family and our appreciation of your your wonderful creation that you've given us to enjoy and and to delight in the in the goodness of your hand, Lord. So we just thank you for this day and we pray these things in the powerful life-giving name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that. Folks, I want to I want to read, start off reading a verse and, and then brother, I've got another verse that I'm going to use to help tie into some of the things we were talking about earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, but I wanted to read this. It's in revelation chapter nine and uh, it's talking about um, and the four angels that were loosed, uh, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men and the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, thousand, which I, I, brother, I be, isn't, I believe only China can boast that number. That's, that's a 200 million man army. I believe China actually army. specifically stated, and I quote, we have the ability to field an army of 200 million men. Yes. So they, wow. they have formally stated that. So folks, this is not, this is, this is not future. It's already here. And um, so 200,000, thousand, and I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horse horses in a vision and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire and of Jenkins and brimstone and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions and out of their mouths is sued fire and smoke and brimstone by these, the, by these three, was a third part of men killed by the fire, by smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued from their mouths, for the powers in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men, which were not killed, and pay a close attention to this, folks, by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Now this is interesting to think about 
these people that will not repent, they are full of murder, pharmacy, pharmacia, sorceries, right? Fornication and theft. Folks, what I'm trying to get at is that the leadership of the world, your country, I would say probably even some churches out there, unfortunately, the way they're murdering their own sheep by the damnable heresies they're preaching. But they, even after God sends judgment and kills off a third of men and all these things that happen, they still will not repent. Just like Pharaoh, their hearts have been hardened. God knows what they've chosen, and he's rewarded them with the fruit of their thoughts. Now, brother, I've been watching the news in the last week and all the filthy things and how the leaders of this country and everything have taken bribes and all around the world and the things they're trying to put on our children and transgenderism and everything else that's going on nonstop. And I realized that these people up there fall into this same group right here of those that are murdering, they're sending their sorceries, their pharmacy to kill the world. We just saw that take place. And I don't believe they're done with that yet. And their fornications, they love lying with other with other countries, leaders and other you know drug companies and different things in the way that they're thefts. They're stealing our children's identities. They're stealing our humanity and they do not care. Brother, I am convinced that we are seeing the people that Revelation is talking about right now in the world's leadership. Yeah, absolutely. There, there is this, I mean, the, the depth of the unrepentance, it testifies to the spirit of humanity at the end of the age is, is that, and we were talking about this off air, is that they, they unequivocally know the source of the judgments. They unequivocally know who is the God of all gods, the God, capital G, of all the lower gods, the Elohim, the, the lesser gods, the little G gods, right? They, un they absolutely unequivocally know that he is actually merciful, seeking to get their attention through these judgments. The tribulation period is the last great act of mercy to where even the heavens themselves will be shaken not only will the earth but also the heavens and the earth will be shaken because of god's great love not wanting any to perish but all to come everlasting life and they know the source of it all and they deliberately choose not to repent not only do they choose not to repent but they shake their fists at the skies and like those who gather at the valley of megiddo they raise their weapons skyward because they know that the king of glory is going to be riding out on a white horse whose name is justice and true rides out in justice and judgment to make war whose robe is drenched in blood and they want the fight and their hubristic pride they actually want the fight and they will refuse to repent this gets into like second thessalonians 2 and elsewhere and even romans 1 where knowing the truth they they neither they neither glorify god nor gave him thanks or are knowing the truth 
Uh, because they love not the truth, God sends them a strong illusion that they might believe a lie. So it's not that they don't know the truth about who God is. It's not that they don't know the truth about even the source of the judgments or the cataclysms or the astrocatastrophism or, or the environmental disasters that are going on or the or the wars or the wholesale slaughter or the supernatural manifestation of things coming out of the bottomless pit and 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 the, the men of old, the gods of old returning to the earth. They absolutely know the truth, but they don't love it. And mm. therefore, God gives them a strong delusion. So they know, they know what they're doing to the children is a war against God. They knew they know what they're doing to children and the womb before they're born is war against God. They know even down to the simple things like using usury as our number one financial uh, system of the world is, is based on usury out of Wall Street that God hates it, which is why they promulgate it everywhere that they go. Every single detail is an act of open warfare. Not only is it an act of open warfare, but it's actually rooted in lawlessness. It's a removal of law, the law of God, which even defines the parameters and the right restrictions on creation. That gets into the chemtrailing, the GMO this and GMO that, and the and the and the tainting of everything, even down to the bio, biology of genders. Not to mention the very biology of our DNA through the pharmacia is about lawlessness. It is the destruction of all the laws of God. Even the usurpation of the patriarchy for a matriarchy is rooted in lawlessness. It is an open affront to a holy God. And that's why, why all this is such a big deal that no matter what, they will not repent. And so even like how God dealt with Israel— you know, he spoke over them like, I'm going to judge you, Israel. I'm going to judge you so severely. But listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to utterly destroy you. I'm actually going to leave a remnant. And right now everybody's going, yay for the remnant. That's not what God says the remnant is for when he judged Israel. He says, I'm going to leave a remnant. And that way. When they go to these other nations, when I scatter them, when I totally destroy them, I'll preserve a remnant so that when they see their conduct, when they see how gnarly and nasty and reprobate they are, they will know that I am a righteous, good, loving judge, and I judge them in righteousness. That's why he says he'll, he leaves a remnant for Israel. And so, so all of that is what's taking place right now in real time. It's breaking out in a way that's undeniable. The enemy comes to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. They are stealing and killing and destroying everything. Our, our birthright, our inheritance, our genetics, our children, our finances, our resources, our peace, our hope, our righteousness, our, our, our morality, everything is under wholesale attack right now in real time. Wow. And, and folks, the interesting thing or, or not the interesting, but the sad part of this is that pastors are involved in the same thing. Let me give you an example. When Daniel went to pray, brother, you remember this, he repented for the reproach and the sins that they had committed right? The iniquity and done wicked. And, and as the nation, have they become a reproach unto God? He was, he was burdened. And folks, if you're going to and under some pastor that's not repenting for the things of this world that's going on today, and they're not concerned about this, I question, I question their relationship.
with God. Absolutely. Well, and and that even gets into, and and this may be a good lead in for what we were talking about, about the, the emergence of the AI and stuff, but it specifically says in Ezekiel 9, like this is the true and better mark, not the mark of the beast. This is the mark of the Lord. And the mark of the Lord that's laid out through scripture is mentioned several times, and it is centered on those who are found weeping for the sins of the city. That is the one that God restrained the warring angels and said, do not go about slaughtering till the till the messenger with the ink with the satchel on his shoulder goes and puts a mark on the foreheads of those who he finds weeping for the sins of the city. Same thing with Lot. And uh, is it now I can't remember first Peter two or second Peter two, but it says Lot, if God knows how to rescue Lot, a righteous man who was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard in the city day and night. Surely he knows how to rescue you from the coming disaster. The Lord says, this is a man who I esteem, him who is humble and contrite, contrition, right? That's central, contrition, and trembles at my word. That's who I esteem. And so the mark of God actually comes to being undone, just undone, by the wickedness, by the perversity, by the lawlessness. That's just so insane. I ask people this all the time, Brother Frank. I ask people, I said, have you ever been tormented because of what you see going on in the world? Are you tormented in your righteous soul? Or do you just dismiss it and turn back on your Netflix series that you want to watch for the night? Are you just like, well, that's too bad. Well, all you grandparents, why aren't you at these school boards tearing them down? Rather than that, why aren't you admonishing your adult children to get your grandchildren out of these and uh perverse indoctrination camps and homeschool their, their children like why aren't you indignant about anything and and that's like the whole thing about about the spirit of israel right before god judged them malachi two and three and four and the spirit of the last church age they say how have we wearied the lord and he says because you say all who do evil are good in the eyes of the lord and where is this god of justice so literally complacency you know this brother from the marine corps the axiom of the marines on the battlefield in our modern war zones is complacency kills complacency kills see because complacency and apathy is the polar reprobate opposite of love not hate Hate is not the opposite of love. Indifference is the opposite of love. God is love, which is why God hates so vehemently all kinds of things because of love. I hate what is happening to my brothers and sisters. I hate the hirelings in the pulpits. I hate these false shepherds and these false priests. I hate I hate the apostasy that's going on. I hate the reductionism of the sufficiency of Christ by every manner of ilk and ministry that wants to rise up overnight. I hate what's going on in the school systems. I hate what's going on in the governments. I hate it. Why? Because I love people. I love their souls. I love their radiancy. And I hate what's going on. But see, an apathetic, indifferent, complacent person is a coward because they only ever are concerned with self-preservation, which is why unequivocally the cowards are actually the first ones that God does business with for all of eternity. The cowards are the first that God throws into the lake of fire.
because because of them, the lawlessness was allowed to abound and the love of many grow cold and the way of truth come into disrepute and the intolerance of sound doctrine and this narcissistic love of self and this love of pleasure rather than love of God. It is all centered on cowardice because cowardice is apathetic and complacent and indifferent because cowardice, cowards will only ever self preserve. But see, the ones who overcome, the ones who overcome have counted the cost of being all in for Christ Jesus. And they say it is nothing worth comparing to the glory that's going to be revealed. I know the sufficiency of the blood of the Lamb. Let me tell you the testimony of who Christ Jesus is in my life. Oh, and by the way, I do not love my life so much as I've I'm afraid to lose it. I, no greater love is there than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. And you are my friends if you obey my commands. Amen. And so this is why the centrality of the depth of what's going on here can never be understated or underwhelming if we deal with it empirically, objectively, honestly, and in step with the spirit and in step with the scriptures. We can never overstate how late the hour is because of the spirit of the church. Wow. That's yes, brother. That is absolutely true. Um, folks, what Jamie has been hitting on here is earlier we were discussing and even when it came time, we pray before the show even starts. Okay. Is that understanding the depth of how truly far gone things are is something that I don't even think any of us truly can comprehend. Because if we actually could comprehend it, I don't think, Jamie, we could get off our knees and stop weeping if we could understand the depth of the depravity right now. I really don't. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, I, I think that we would be, uh, what's the word? Not comatose, but we would be, we would just be paralyzed. We would yeah. be paralyzed with woe. And you, and you want to know what else we'd be doing if we truly understood it? Since we know what it is to fear God, we try to persuade men. Mm. If we knew, if we actually knew, we would be evangelizing like you can't even imagine. You can't even imagine. We would not be sitting back in our pre-tribulation rapture doctrine, smiling as the world burns and as children's genitals are being cut off and they're being rebranded and their minds are seared as with a hot iron because it's all just signs that I'm getting out of here any day soon. We wouldn't be mocking and scoffing at the international banking collapses and the food shortages and the rise of AI and the and the threat fusion centers and the social credit scores being rolled out. Oh, and the and the guillotine purchase order by the federal government for two hundred forty thousand modern guillotines being purchased. Like you wouldn't balk at those things I, I, and and smile at them because your ticket to get out of here must be right around the corner. We would be tearing our clothes we would not be wearing fine clothes and suits to church we would be in sackcloth all day long just grinding against our flesh with so much discomfort because of the sin and the lawlessness of the church and how that has made way for the man of lawlessness lawlessness himself to arise and 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 you know, in a counterfeit way, seek to take dominion over this earth. And it is going down in real time. I mean, we were talking off air uh, uh, quite quite in depth about the different AI, um, AI and, and D-wave quantum computing technologies that are being rolled out and how, how they are so integrated 
and, and how they are central to the infrastructure of the entire B system. And most people can't even wrap their minds around. I mean, we were talking about that 10 stories. So over a hundred foot tall, 120 foot statue of a giant that is being uh, uh, managed with AI technology that is given the power to speak to people when it sees them through biometric, comb through all their metadata of every detail of their lives because it's all held somewhere in these threat fusion centers and actually can speak to them as if they know them. This doesn't even get into what chat GPD is, is doing and its ability to completely create an augmented reality, not a virtual reality. See, virtual, you can break from a virtual reality. But in augmented reality, augmented reality is a whole different game. It's a game that there's no escaping from because you cannot discern good from evil, right from wrong, truth from deception in an augmented reality. Absolutely. And these Brother, things are literally central to what's going on. I've got a verse I want to read right now with what you're saying, okay? Folks, Revelation chapter 13, and deceiveth them all that dwell on the earth. This is starting in verse 14 by the means of those miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast and the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused all both great, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand and in their foreheads. Folks, what Jamie was just talking about, that statue, we are now beginning to see the real life setting up of the kingdom of the Antichrist and bringing in the end of days in this world. Now we were just talking about AI prior, and I had a whole program. I've been I've been trying to stress to you all about AI. And folks, I'm I don't know a ton about. I mean, I'm a good old boy, but I know tech. Okay, I I do this for a living. I'm not I'm not just somebody who's read some internet blogs. Okay, I do this. I run a whole company, and I was with the other day in my peer groups of other owners of MSPs like, like I do. And we had breakout sessions in there. Everybody, it was just simply about AI. That's all. And how people could use it to their advantage. But the interesting thing is, this is what I have found so fascinating. A lot of the business owners in the MSP world, which manage service providers are devout believers. And I've come across some wonderful, wonderful believers. And there's a common thread that they see. Many do, not at all, but this is kind of the way it goes. This will revolutionize. People will lose their jobs and it will be the end of the world. And it's, you would be shocked at how many people I say that to. And they're like, yep, you're, you're right. They know it. They believe it. And they're not, they're not happy about it. Some of many of them, they understand the darkness that's behind this. And here, here's my thing is Jamie touched on the brother. And I want you to expand on this here in a second, but here's what's happening. The first initial revisions. Now you've seen, hopefully many, well, I don't even know if you need to watch this stuff. Okay. But there was a video brother. You saw about the video with the, with the demonic AI chat bot. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm saying okay. that it's an that it's a, an arcane 
offspring of the fallen ones. That's what the chat bot actually spoke. Yeah. Yes. And it, it was, it's, it's, you know, and you may, some people might say, well, that was just, who knows what it is. I, I Listen, the father was shook. He was just trying to share what his son had gotten into out there. What I'm trying to, the reason I'm trying to share this with you is what's happening in the initial phases of chat GPT. And they just released the version four just came out. They are trying to at first start it with an unbiased view to begin with. So I've had a friend of my father's had a guy wrote an article on a particular biblical topic. He asked him to write it out one direction for it. It wrote out an article that was compelling for it. And he had him write out an article against it. And he wrote an article that was compelling against it because what the a- they're wanting to do is get you to trust the AI. Okay. And you may be like, well, I'm not involved. I don't care about any of that. I'm not, I don't want to do any of that. Folks, I'm here to tell you the majority of news you're reading, the chat you're having with support, technical support, voicemail prompts, messages, uh, NVR, IVRs that you go through, all that stuff, those are AI driven. Half the time, yeah, people. It's, even, it's all AI. Yeah. It's, it's all AI. You know, I, I heard a recent stat that they said as much as 80% of lawyers, you know, 60 to 70% of doctors and, you know, this same, same high percentage beyond 50% of almost every industry is obsolete now because of chat GPT. And, and, and most people don't understand is not only is it a, a haunt and a hideout for every foul and unclean spirit, you know, for, for the different, you know, a- aspects of demonology of the powers of darkness to operate through the prince of the power, the prince of the power of the heirs to operate through these mechanisms, just like they wanted to go into the to the herd of swine, right? Like they can inhabit different things, but it's so that they can justify the wholesale slaughter of 70% of humanity on the earth because they don't need you anymore because the AI sentient quantum computing, demonically inhabited technologies can run it all. They have no need for humanity anymore. And that's where this is all going. And like you're saying, like it's a bait and switch. So it draws you in. They masquerade as ministers of righteousness. This is good. This is this gets rid of fake news because AI is writing the news stories and it's coming through. This gets rid of, you know, this bias or that bias or this racial tension or that racial tension. It cuts through it. So it's a minister of righteousness. You can entrust yourself to it and it's going to get to the point where they will worship it. Actually, one of the creators of the D-Wave quantum computer, I don't have the quote in front of me, so I'm paraphrasing it. He said when they turned it on, it was like standing in the presence of a dark arcane God. He said, and he goes, we don't know how it works, but it is alive. That's what he said about quantum computing. And, and, And they basically said it, or no, he said it's like standing at the altar, standing at the altar of an arcane God. And so this is the depth of where this is going. So when we say the infrastructure for the B system is in place, it's not hyperbole. It's not sensationalism. It's not emotionally predatory or heartstring tugging on or anything like that. It's just the reality of where we're actually at. And I wholeheartedly agree folks. The reason for bringing this up and I'm harping on this now, some on even a third show is because of this reason we are you have to understand and be able to discern 
how much stuff you're reading out there is powered by AI, how much stuff you're seeing. You're like, well, this is hey, you don't understand the power of visualization. Have you heard of mid journey? The AI's visual, you know, generation machine, the next phase, which is getting ready to come out right now, which I think is already in beta is movie AI generation, brother, like serious yeah, movie yeah. AI generation, not false, not like this Pixar type stuff. Um, it's coming out and, it, and it's going to be intense. And if they can get you to trust it, and now the college students are writing their papers, now teachers are having to use apps to try to tell if your paper is generated by AI. So you're like, well, yeah, I there, there's actually going to be even an, an obsolescence of of academia because nothing can be trusted. Same thing at a at a workplace. Uh, nothing can be trusted because AI can generate every single detail because of its. It is a counterfeit omniscience and a counterfeit omnipresence. And yes. this is what the powers of darkness are going to use to literally enslave all humanity and bring them under this entire new system, this beast-like system, this governmental centralized system that everybody's going to marvel after and clamor after because with flatteries and proclaiming peace and security, the Antichrist is going to deceive many. And it's all going to be done through the lying signs and wonders of technology and of the ability to generate things through AI and deep fakes and holographic projections and, you know, Project Bluebeam and all these other detailed aspects are like, that's why I was like, I cannot ever understate or underwhelm people with the reality of where we're actually at because it it's it's stacked. The infrastructure is done. The, 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 the global digital currency blocked by backed by blockchain blockchain technology i i believe we were talking about this off air it is my presupposition that blockchain technology is the entire infrastructure for the b system not cryptocurrencies themselves but the technology behind cryptocurrencies because if you look at ethereum or any of these other companies out there they're not relegating blockchain to just cryptocurrencies it's a way to consolidate and manage every detailed piece of information including your thoughts and pre-crime kind of like the old movie minority report with tom cruise your thoughts and your emotions and your intentions and everything like that are being filtered every single day while you're unaware through this ai technology uh computational algorithms it's insane folks you might think that sounds crazy what he just said but i'm going to give you an example i'm going to give you an example have you ever thought of something that you knew you didn't talk out loud and you knew you didn't search and yet you saw ads pop up for it? Come on. I mean, seriously, Jamie, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Things no, you, it's, okay. it's so creepy. It's because of predictability and the power of these algorithms know that if you've looked for this and you've looked for that or you've searched for this and you searched for that, there's a high degree of probability that in your thought patterns, you will eventually move on to some, that this. Folks, they are able to predict also because of these these the more information they get on you the more they can predict your thoughts so it's not that they're always prophets it's not that the devil can read your thoughts only but god can that's in the bible um when when uh abraham's servant went to find rebecca for is went to find you know for isaac 
Um, God, that was proven that God reads the thoughts of man's in, in his, in your brain, in your heart. And anyways, but they can predict things because knowing that this and this will ultimately lead to this. That's why shrinking your digital footprint is an absolute must. Yeah. And most people don't understand that governments no longer make decisions. And, and that's been going on for about eight years, eight to 12 years where they no longer, they no longer acquiesce to human analysis. It is all AI driven analysis, every detail, every news story, when to push it, how to push it, how hard to push it, when to retract it, how to flip it, how do you maneuver it, uh, war games, war strategies, what's going on in Ukraine and Russia and with the currencies and blah, blah, blah. All of it is driven singularly by AI sentient technology. They no longer even seek analysis from human beings. They The only analysis that they get from human beings is the one who got the computer generated analysis about what to do next. So our governments even have been support, have subordinated themselves to this AI. This is why they marvel. They marvel after it. It is highly spiritual to them. Technology is highly spiritual to them and you can even go back in antediluvian age and 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 throughout historicity and you can look at this this uh the even even the the types of alchemy and the alchemy alchemical processes and the sorceries and th things like that it was only ever associated with technology that has been the mechanism of the powers of darkness from the fall of the rebels, bringing forbidden knowledge and information to humanity, this Promethean, you know, strange fire, all the way up to this convergent zenith and the great crescendo of the time of the end, as Daniel prophesied exactly what was going to happen. In fact, most people don't know that the word used uh, to and fro in Daniel, speaking of the time of the end, you know, knowledge will increase and many people will go to and fro, is yes. that same word that's generally translated in our English is what is Israel or Jews use the exact same word for their word for internet is the exact same word. It's the wow. exact same word from the scriptures in Daniel is the word that they use currently for the word internet in, uh, in Israel. And so it shows you the depths of which this goes and also where it's going. So, you know, we, we were talking off air too. I said, one of the things I could never reconcile as a new believer I'm reading all this stuff about the end times and I'm going, but how would they, how would they know if you gave your allegiance to the antichrist or not? You know, I would always wrestle that out. Mm -hmm. How would they know? How would they know if you actually did or, or if you didn't? Well, guess what? Now we know that they will unequivocally know why, how did the FBI show up at my house within five days of me being out at January 6th? My like, who am I? I'm going to know. How did they come to my house? I first question I asked is how in the world did you find me or, or even know to come to my house? And, and that the FBI agent, which was trying to act all friendly so they can entrap you, by the way. But he said, because of AI that pulls a label or a print off of every single piece of clothing of the 1.25 million, 1.2 million people that were out there on that day. 1.2 million people, they had drones overhead that have the ability to pull the detail label off of every single person's piece of clothing. And then they go through CCT cameras all the way back to your home of origin. 
They can track by the hat that you're wearing or the shirt that you're wearing or the embroidery on it or whatever it is. He told me that that's how they locked on me from Washington, D.C. back to Iowa. And so they literally do know. They do know. And and they are counterfeit gods. They want to be like God. So they're not God. They want to be like God. Therefore, they just like at the Tower of Babel, they counterfeit it through technology, counterfeit omniscience, counterfeit omnipresence. And just like the Lord spoke at the Tower of Babel, we must go down and confound their language because nothing would be impossible for them. Nothing would be impossible for them if we didn't go down and stop them. Same thing at the time and the generation of the end. Wow. <clears throat> Folks, I know this is, this is, a, this is a warning and a wake up to, to, a, to a new world that we are truly in. I'll add one more layer to all this, Jamie, what you were just talking about. It's something to think about. You may make sure that your phones have all tracking turned off GPS. And I'm not saying they can't override something, but Apple has most of it turned off by default. Google is the worst offender in the world. You go get a new Android phone. Oh, my lands. It tracks everything you do, every place you go, all that stuff. So you're walking down an aisle in a store. Your phone knows where you're at. It knows what aisle you're on. Oh, wait. It knows what's for sale in that aisle. It knows you've looked at it. It knows what roads you bro you went down. It knows what street signs or what signs are up along the side of the road. Now it says, you know what? In their subconscious, they've now seen this. I'll start throwing ads for it. To the point where every single thing in your life will become manipulated. Manipulated towards one goal, and that is serving the beast system. You, it started out when you were young and going to school, like I talked about before, you started in the system, get in line, follow singing. You know, you've been trained your whole life to be a part of the system. And, and, and you are now being manipulated by that system to obey that system. Till the next thing you know, that system will begin to suggest things that are contrary to the very word of God, which it already does, but it's gained your trust. And once it's gained your trust, it will have you folks. This is, I cannot express it enough. How dangerous everything we have talked about tonight is, and it is moving and manipulating far more than people understand folks. Just like when you go to a, a, to buy a car, that whole song and dance back and forth with the car dealer and you thinking you got a good deal when you walked out, that's a joke. They played you from one end to another. Yeah, You didn't get a good years. deal. I do work for car dealerships. They know exactly what they're doing, but they'll make you think that you talked them down. And yeah. you put them in a bad well, place. And, and notice, Brother Frank, like what the 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 centrality of the B system is economics based on obedience. So it's economics based on subservience or obedience or acquiescence. So so these these uh, soft rollout of AI through the little ad pops up on your Facebook or whatever the case is or or whatever you're you're looking at on the internet. This is all part and parcel 
to what is actually a social credit score that has already been developed for you. Most people don't know that what's gone on in China with their social credit score was a rollout by the American tech companies and the Israeli tech company. Most people don't realize that Israel is the center of the world for technology and AI development. Israel is. And so they actually use China because of it being a totalitarian regime to beta test their AI algorithms for social credit scores. All the while, they've actually been developing them on you as U.S. citizens while you're unaware you already have a social credit score. So they've allowed you a little peek behind the veil with the with the cancel culture. We call it cancel culture and these big tech companies censoring and doing all that. That is a soft disclosure of a social credit score that you already have being deplatformed, being demonetized, being de whatever. And then the second layer of that was what came in with the illness. You know, I'm doing air quotes, even though you can't see me. That rolled out over the last three years, where depending on whether or not you acquiesced and got it, determined your ability to continue to earn an income, one, first off, and secondly, your ability to operate in the economy and in the public sphere, depending on whether or not you had this thing taken into your body that allowed you to continue to, to, to operate in the economy. And so that was just the softest rollout beta test to allow, because remember these AIs, they're sentient, they're self-learning. So they learn based on the most asinine data that you can ever think of. That's why your microwaves are listening to every word spoken, your refrigerators, your smart TVs. They don't care how inane and vain the data is. It must have mountains and mountains and mountains of the most minuscule metadata ever because it is self-learning. So these beta tests that have been rolled out in the last three years and in China in particular with the social credit score are so that the refinement of the counterfeit omniscience and omnipresence of the, the consolidation of all governments under this AI technology, this technocracy can be refined to the point when it's time it is ready to roll out with no hiccups. That's what all of this has been leading up to. Every little tweet, every little text, every every voice print, every voicemail, every phone call, they have voice and print data, is pulling every single detail of your reality to paint a picture with 99.7% accuracy of who you are and what you're going to do next. Mm. So that gets into who are these who are beheaded for the message? Who are these who are before your throne worshiping day and night? And as the angel says facetiously, like, you don't know who these are, John. These are those who are beheaded for the testimony of Jesus Christ, and they would not take the mark of the beast. And I just told you the government accounting office, the GAO, has publicly produced the purchase orders for 240,000 modern guillotines in the United States of America. That was 10 years ago under Obama that they bought those. For what? 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 For what? Because of the, uh, the, their, their ability to know and understand who is an enemy of the state and who's not an enemy of the state. And if you are and if you will not acquiesce and if you, you will not come into subordination under this, you will be beheaded for the testimony of Jesus Christ that you hold to versus the testimony of this beast system that you won't submit to. You're right. It's not, it's not if. It's just when. That's all it is. It's just when. And so a, a couple of quick notes. Let me give you let me give you something to start off to counter this with, folks. Reading your Bible. Put down 
the electronic version. I'm not saying you can't use your Bible programs and computer to cross-reference and find some TV, but begin to read the word in a book form. Yeah, I actually can't stand that. It is, it is a weird little pet peeve. Maybe it's just my flesh when people, no. you know, when you say, oh, turn your Bibles and they all pull out their phones. I'm like, that's not a Bible. That's no. not your Bible. Yeah, you shouldn't have yeah. to charge your family Bible. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And so the reason is the science proves it. That's why our kids are getting stupider. Science proves that when you read from a book that you retain much better than when you read from electronic devices, that's like some of the most hurtful damage you can do to these kids is put these e-readers in front of them and iPads and everything else that dumb them down. Just like you're raising your young children, my grandson, and I've taught my daughter, you know, from young, when she was young, she knows. I said, "Honey, you know, I don't care how good of a, a of a um a, a video it might be. If you letting allowing kids at young ages to see movies, maybe you think they're wholesome as can be, that have fast ma- moving, constant changing images going on, will mess. It messes with the frontal lobes in the kid in their development. God did not design us to learn that way." Try this. I'm going to give you a crazy thing to try with your children. Spend time with them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Teach yeah, them how what to a build, revolutionary yeah, thought. <laughs> build blocks. Teach them how to hunt and fit. If they're men, teach the men how to be men. Teach the women how to be women. And you will be shocked. It'll be a breath of fresh air in this day and age. You know, and, and so those are a, a first thing is starting to read that beginning to pray. And starting with an attitude of prayer before you do anything, that God would lead you in the ways of truth. Now, there are some, brother, you know as well as I do, there's some things it's hard, we just can't get around. We have to use technology for, okay? Yeah. But you can be proactive. That Okay, I sell our services of what we do in IT security. You know, we, we, our business is to protect your business. Okay. And we use security operations senator centers and monitor your stuff 24 seven. We look for the bad guys, even before they do something, we look for them happening in this system, but proactive is so much better than reactive. It's a fact because reactive means something's happening and you're trying to now put the fire out. Proactive is you've spotted it before the fire gets started. That's what we're trying to do is for you to begin to live a proactive life as a believer and start praying your way through and doing smart things and stop posting all your pictures and stuff on the internet. But brother, I've got to share with my family. You know what? Send them a text message. I just stop it. Yeah. Drink your yeah, you know, footprint. And most people don't know that the U.S. Secret Service, their primary role is in financial crimes and counterfeiting. There's a very, very small contingent that works in personal protection details. But the U.S. Secret Service is primarily about white collar crimes, financial crimes and counterfeiting. And so just like the U.S. Secret Service, the way they train (laughs) is they study the real thing. They study the authentic currency. They study the, the authentic money. They study the real, the real printing, you know, coming out of the different, the different treasuries around the country. They study it and they study it and they study it and they study it. And so as soon as there's something that comes through their hands or comes across their desk, 
that is even remotely counterfeit, they instantly identify it. They can see it from a mile away. They can spot the counterfeit from a mile away. It's the same thing in our Christian walk with the Lord. We must study the face of God in Christ Jesus. We must study his word to know him. Those who know their God will be strong and go forth and do daring feats of valor. Those who know their God, those who have a knowing of their God, it says it over and over and over again. Those who know their God will not be deceived because they cannot be deceived because they unequivocally know in such intimate, intimate detail, the real deal. They know the Lord. They know the truth. They know the way. They know the light of his face. They know the sound of his voice in their prayer clauses and in their intimacy and in the tent of meeting with the Lord. They, they know the feel of his touch upon his shoulder saying, this is the way son or daughter walk in it. They know him. They won't settle for any counterfeit preacher or teacher. They won't settle for any counterfeit uh, machinations of governments offering them provision and peace and security. They know the they know the true source of provision. They know the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. They know the one who is their secure refuge and their strong tower. They will never ever settle for anything counterfeit whatsoever. And so the the antidote to all of this. The antidote to the great deception, it's not a, a deception, it is the great deception. The antidote to this lawlessness abounding is to know your God. Amen. And the only way you can know your God is not by listening to somebody else talk about it. It's by pursuing him on your own. Like Moses, he went to the tent of meeting every day. It was outside the camp for a reason because God is like, they don't even deserve to have me inside their camp anymore. Set up the tent of meeting outside the camp. And it says, and as many as would choose to, as many as would have them would go out to the tent of meeting and meet with the Lord, just like Moses did as a man meets with his friend. But you know what happened is the majority of the Israelites only rose up when Moses went out to the tent and they stayed right where their feet were planted and they prayed God, they prayed to God for fear because they feared the Lord in a carnal temporal way, but they did not fear him and love him in an authentic way because they were free to go out to the tent whenever they wanted, but they chose not to. And so they didn't know their God. And so when Josh and Caleb go and they scout out the land and they come back with the report, they give the bad report. They run after the bad report. They stand behind the bad report because they didn't know their God because they refused to go commune with him at the tent of meeting, even though they were all freely invited to come and know him intimately. And the same thing is true today. So the only way to overcome all this that's coming upon the face of the earth, that's coming upon the whole earth, that'll be a time of likes of which never has been and never will be again, that even the elect would be deceived if it were possible, that Jesus said, unless I shorten the days, there'd be no, less, le no flesh left alive, that Jesus said, when I return, will I even find faith in the land anywhere? The only way to be among those who overcome is to have a knowing of our God wow. and to know the blood of the lamb to mm. know and have a testimony etched on your heart of flesh that beats so loudly for the Lord that it makes the powers of darkness shriek and a, and to have a testimony that does not love its life so much as it's afraid to lose it because I it know it's, it's hidden in Christ Jesus and there's no one who can take it from you. No guillotines, no governments, no economic strongholds, no central bank, digital currencies, no AI threat fusion centers, no FEMA camps, no nothing in all of creation can separate you from the love of God that has been past tense made known to you in Christ Jesus. That's how we overcome. 
Amen. Praise God. Thank you, brother. I feel like I'm heading to church tonight. Amen. Just uh, folks, I, what Jamie's talking about is it's so spot on. You, you th- th- listen, we are saved by faith through grace. Okay. You can't earn it, but you need to participate in this relationship. Yes. Is salvation a free gift? Absolutely. But Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments, mean obey what God says to do. And he says, I will reward those who diligently seek me, meaning he wants you to diligently read his word, come after him and be proactive against the evil. All right. The prudent man sees the evil coming and hides himself, but the foolish, they're destroyed, right? That it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not dumb to be proactive. It's not a lack of faith. I mean, excuse me, to be proactive in this hour. It's faith that says, I trust the word of God so much that I'm keeping my eyes open and my ears open. And I'm watching as the Lord commanded me to do. Exactly. But, yeah. It's, it's the 10 virgins. It's the 10 foolish versus the 10 wise, the complacency, yeah. the apathy, the indifference to everything that's going on instead of heeding the word of the Lord and actually practically preparing like you said being diligent i mean i think uh, uh now i can't remember second chronicles 19 maybe or 16 but the eyes of the lord range throughout the whole of the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him not to strengthen those whose hearts appreciate him and not to strengthen those whose hearts are really glad that they got a golden ticket into the wonka factory of heaven it doesn't say that it says his eyes are looking like the old marine corps recruitment poster for a few good men a few good men, his eyes are scouring the earth, ranging to and fro to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. See, but what most people pray, they do a usurpation of the scriptures. They pray, God, give me strength to be committed to you. God, give, I just give me strength to be committed to you. Lord, be my strength so I can be committed to you. He goes, no, you commit first. Then I strengthen your heart to be obedient to what I'm going to require of you. You commit first. Then the strength comes. I reward those who diligently seek me, not those who just are really appreciative of me, who really enjoy me, but those who diligently seek after me. And there's so many distinctions in scriptures, just like Malachi 3, 16 through 4, 3 says, the Lord, it says, I will again distinguish those who serve me from those who do not, just as a father distinguishes a child who serves him from those who do not. He says, you will finally again see the distinguishment of those who know me. And he says, the distinguishing factor is that they fear me and they revere my name. And, and it's, it's such, there's just been such a reductionism of the scriptures that we don't even truly know what it looks like to seek after the face of the Lord while it may be found. You're right. Folks, I, we, we're just here to try to warn you and encourage you. But it is, it is the reality is, the majority of what you see on TV and then you read on the news is an alternate reality to the truth of God, the lies, the propaganda, just by me on tonight's program. If I was to mention a certain date that happened not that long ago, no matter what I say, this program will be flagged because I mentioned that date, Jamie brother, you know, better than anybody, what date that would be, even though the yeah. videos show that it was all false, it's all been leaked now, all this garbage and everything like that. It's all a lie. They still 
propagate the lie. It's called totalitarianism. We are living in a totalitarian society regime, and you must submit and repeat the lie. Unfortunately, that also goes in the churches today. Many of them are repeating the lie, the lie of a feel-good gospel that requires nothing, nothing from its members. Nothing. And that is so false. God is like, you. if you want to do this thing, I need you all in. Because you're not just here for you. The part of serving the Lord and becoming one of his servants is reaching out and sharing the good news with others. This is a team effort. Salvation was given to you as a gift to share with other people. This is not a solo act here. This is a dying man who gave his life or a God for a dying world to share with other people that are dying so that they would have hope in this last days. Jesus laid down his life for the prize that was laid up before him. He endured the sufferings of the cross because he thought that you and I were worth it. And he wants us to take that so seriously that we are willing to share it no matter what with somebody else. Jamie, God bless you, brother, for what you've been doing out there in your ministry to share this good news with about Jesus Christ, because you know, I know, and I know many people know out here that time is short. The big question is, what are you going to do about it? Sit back and complain? Wait for the next program with the with the prayer of Jabez so you can pray the right prayer on it, and that'll magically just solve all your problems? Doubt that will ever happen. But if you want to make a difference and see something happen, start sharing the good news with somebody. Watch your life and others change. It's radical. Amen. It's radical. Amen. Brother, you I've, I've said it before. Nobody, you've, no one's lived until they've led somebody into the waters of baptism to give their life to Christ. There's no, no greater it. joy. I, yeah, I there there is. There's no greater joy. There's there's no greater just, and it's not about self exaltation or glorification. It's it's only Christ glorification and exaltation and magnification when you get to go in the water with somebody and watch them make their their pronunciation to all the unseen realm that Jesus Christ is lord the 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 symbolism of baptism is radical it's radical it, it's i i preached on it like a year ago and really dug into it, it has to do with what Jesus went down you know in the shield or Tartarus and preached to the captives down there it is a public pronunciation of the consummate victory of Christ over all the rebel hordes who knew God in full and willingly chose to reject him. And how we by faith, having not seen him looking through a glass dimly, by faith, we choose to glorify him and give our whole lives to him. And it's accredited to us as righteousness. And that symbolism of baptism isn't just about death and rising with Christ again. It's about the consummate victory of Christ over all y'all who rebelled against the Lord God Almighty. It is such a cool thing to see somebody openly do that. We have no clue what's going on in the heavenly realms every time that happens. And so when we sit back on our 
haunches. You know, actually, there's a verse that says, woe to you, woe to the complacent, woe to you, the most notable men of the foremost nation, woe to those in Samaria who sit in luxury on their couches. Like, I didn't even know they had couches <laughs> back in back when that scripture is written. But it specifically is saying, you are so complacent that I speak woe over you because don't you know what you are a part of? Don't you know what you've been bought into? You were once in darkness, now you're in light, so act like it and redeem the time for the days are evil. Be wise, not unwise, making the most of every opportunity, as it says in, in, in other translations. It's like, like, take hold of that for which Christ took hold of you. Like there's so much activity in the kingdom of God, not works, for a righteousness of the flesh, which is bringing a curse upon you that you can't even understand. But from an overflow of the heart, I am compelled, compelled, compelled. I can't constrain it, constrain it. It's like fire within my bones to incessantly proclaim the kingdom of Christ Jesus and the salvation of Christ Jesus and to speak an open admonishment and rebuke against all the rebels and all the haters and all the naysayers at the exact same time because I'm compelled by the love of Christ Jesus. See, again, this is anointing of our God. And knowing of our God would not lead us going from one podcast to the next podcast and one YouTube to the next YouTube and one Intel to the next Intel to get our little narcissistic love of self dopamine release because of the information we hear. We cannot be always learning, but never able to come to an understanding of the truth. The truth is the person and the deity of Jesus Christ. That's what we're supposed to come to an understanding of. And when we know and understand that, we are compelled to persuade men and to live for righteousness and to say no to the flesh and to openly rebuke the powers of darkness in the name of Jesus Christ and to live for the kingdom of God. Mm. Yes, <laughs> brother, that was powerful. Folks, Stop. when I started off this program, reading that verse that they won't repent, there comes a point in time we need to stop. I know many people want to see make you know, want to make America great again. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. No, not going to happen. I'm not a prophet. I'm just telling you based upon I've read the Word of God. It's not happening. We have gone to we are. It is so filthy and disgusting right now. It's not going to happen. Stop wasting your time. Instead, start praying for your neighbor, for those that are in need that their hearts will turn around. Listen, the leaders, the powers to be, they're chosen their path, okay? And I understand that, and I'm not saying you can't pray for anybody. I'm just saying start asking the Lord who he would have you target in your prayer life. The, the most powerful stories always happen when a group of people start seeking the Lord and start praying for somebody. I'm telling you right now, when you get a group that are dedicated and they're not going to stop, you, I feel bad. That person, they don't have anything. I remember one time, brother, this is a true story. Now, my sister now has been out of prison for over three years. Okay. Praise God. We're so thankful. I'm getting ready to go down and marry them. Uh, her and her husband coming up here soon. And I'm so excited for them. But I remember one time I, her life was falling apart and I said, I just keep praying for you and everything. I pray everything just fall apart. And she didn't want me to keep doing that. 
But I am that's, wanted- that's what my parents told me when I was a young man. They said, We pray every night that you get caught and you always get caught. And I was like, Quit praying for yeah. me then. You know, as a young rebel reprobate, I'm like, Stop. I didn't understand the love that they were actually speaking over me by telling me that. Absolutely. And your heavenly father, folks, will do anything and he has to to get you into his kingdom. And I'm telling you, if he has to throw the kitchen sink, he'll throw it. And if and if that Amen. means you, you've got to go in in a wheelchair or blind or whatever it might be, it's better to go in with one eye than into hell with both eyes seeing. Yeah. What wondrous love. I always think what wondrous love and mercy of the Lord than to totally tear us down and take us to the end of ourselves, to just completely crush us and reduce us in order to save our souls that we might turn and gaze upon the beauty of his face. What mercy. That's how I always say the tribulation period is merciful. It is the last great act of mercy. The Lord is going to unhinge everything. He's going to expose everything. He's going to expose the false teachers. He's going to expose the wheat and the tares. He's going to expose the sheep and the goats. He's going to distinguish the light and the dark. He's going to show you the temporal nature of this world that cannot satisfy. He's going to shake the heavens and the earth. So your only recourse is to look at him. You can't blame it on global warming ever again. You can't blame it on science ever again. You, he is going to cause you to look upon his face as a last great act of mercy. That's Amen. the only thing I see in the tribulation period is like, praise God, praise God, praise God. But we just don't understand authentic love. Amen. We don't understand the purity of his love. And therefore, they will refuse to repent and shake their fist at him. And the Christians mm. will wail and mourn and weep. And I didn't sign up for this God. And I served you, God. I'm owed more than this God. And they're going to make all their little carnal, narcissistic love of the world please before the Lord because they don't know their God. And mm. they love their lives so much so that they're afraid to lose it. Cause they mm. don't know their God. Wow. They just don't folks. Jesus wasn't lying when he said he was coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And you're like, well, how's that? The great tribulation. Yeah. Brace great for impact. Tribulation <laughs> is the wrath of the devil and it will bring about holiness in the church. The Amen. wrath of God happens at the end. Okay. We're not subject to the wrath. That's the very end. Go back and read the book of Revelation, okay? Where he's not, but the great tribulation, that's the wrath of the devil. And it will bring about purity and holiness in God's church. It, and you think I'm making that up? Look at any, look at the Chinese. Look at any of nations who have been heavily persecuted. I've heard testimonies from pastors saying that they don't want the persecution to stop because the church is so on fire for the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Persecution brings about holy. I'm not excited. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm just telling you history preaches the truth. Yeah. History always preaches the truth because you see exactly what happened in history. Folks, thank you so much for joining brother. God bless you um, for coming on the program tonight. Um, the Lord is in control. You don't have to fear the tribulation. You don't have to fear all these things. The only thing you need to fear is him who can destroy the soul in hell's Amen. fire. 
And the truth is, if you fear him, he will cast out all fear. It makes no sense. Don't ask me to explain it. Okay. Don't ask me to give you a rational explanation. I'm telling you right now on the word of God in every scholar's mind or every uh, um, psychologist's mind can't wrap and comprehend how the fear of the Lord casts out all fear. It's unbelievable. It's powerful. And it's a gift from your God. Amen. And he's got it open to you tonight, brother. Thank you so much for what's brother. Anything you got going on coming up here in your ministry you'd like to share with everybody. Uh, yeah, actually, we're going to be hosting a summit. You know, this will be our fourth one. Yeah, this will be our fourth summit. We we do one a year out here at our camp in Colorado, or we gather the warrior redeemed of the Lord, and we talk a little bit. There's a little bit of structure to it, but the mo- the majority of it is focused on uh, getting connected with the authentic body and glorifying the Lord out here in the beautiful Colorado Rockies. So uh, we're going to be doing that July 27th to the 30th. I haven't updated the website yet. Hopefully this next week, I'll get the website built out so people can see how to get connected and and get locked into that event. But uh, it's just been, I've been in all the Lord every year. I have no clue how we're going to do it. I never know how we're going to afford it or pay for it. I have no idea what the outcome is going to be. And every year the Lord and the spirit shows up and there's just freedom and deliverance and marriages happening and people having babies (laughs) because of them. And, 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 uh, I think there's been about 18 house churches start off of them and, and, uh, lifelong relationships and friendships. And it's just such a cool thing to watch, to make space for the Lord to do what only he can do. So anyways, yeah, we are going to be doing that at the base camp this year, uh, July 27th through the 30th. And I'm praying the Lord will find a way I can get out there and, and fellowship with you all. I would That'd love to. Cool. Yeah. Most of the listeners probably don't know that, that uh, me and Frank have never met. We've never nope. met in person. Never met in person. We have com- friends in common, but we've never met in person. But uh, there's something, hey, if you're in a Marine, you just understand. That's all I <laughs> yeah, can say. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I wouldn't even have to know Jamie. If I knew he was a Marine, I'd have his back no matter where he was at. It's just what we did. It's what it's who we are. And I think it's yeah. a good practice for the church. Keep Absolutely. Each back. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what the whole book Omega dynamics is centered on the gospel through the lens of a Marine combat veteran of like seeing the gospel played out in real time on a real battlefield. So yeah, it, it's something the church has to understand. Amen. God bless you all. Please check out and follow Brother Jamie. He's got a Facebook page too, uh, omegadynamics.com. Be looking forward to, uh, you know, keeping up. He has news and stuff on his website and on his Facebook page of what's going on. Stay in touch. Until the next time, this is Brother Frank and Brother Jamie Walden on the Remnant Call. Send everybody good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion, sounded on the mountains. Blow a trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Blow a trumpet in Zion, sounded on the mountains. Blow a trumpet in Zion.